We are here located at Underground Books every second Tuesday, 5 to 7 p.m. We are here. You can come on down and join the discussion. Uh, basically, we, we try to let you guys know what's going on in Sacramento and um, the surrounding areas. And hopefully you will participate in events and and other things that's going on. Hopefully um, the ground the ground the grassroots events because everybody goes to you know the 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 new stadium and everybody goes to all the big concerts and stuff but we want you to go deeper we want you to go to all the hidden spots and all the um the small theater companies and everything's nature like celebration arts and places like that so that you can participate and circulate the 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 black dollar throughout the neighborhood and it's, you know, so people can be artists. That's and important. Stuff like that and support. Support. Um, so, um, so we covered Alberta and we covered Walter Anderson. Um, so there is a few in the show notes. I'm gonna I'm gonna enter all the the different uh, book signings going on. So I'm gonna do bullet form to let you guys know what's going on. Um, uh, so uh, on August 26th from two to four, we have uh, Stacy Evan Evans Morgan, a good thing. She's gonna be here. Um, August 31st is gonna be Wilmer J. Leon the third PhD. We just covered that, covered that politics another perspective and that's from six to eight and spiritual saturday september 10th we got two events on that day is sandra green from 2 to 3 30 p.m uh fully loaded that's her book and georgia smith 4 to 5 30 p.m i was man's trash now i'm the king's treasure very (laughs) <laughs> that's a transition, <laughs> that's, that's a transition right, there. I don't know right. transformation if you want to call yeah, it trans- yeah transformation more of a spiritual transformation for right. for, for, for for him or her um, got some catchy titles going on I know some very catchy titles okay <laughs> and Malika Mal- Malika uh, Singleton uh, conversation with top real estate investors so that's going to be on Saturday September 16th from 2 to 4 um, so I'm and when is that here here yeah and when? On the 26th? On the 20th. The 20th. And her name, Malika? Oh, I'm sorry. For the 16th. Sorry. 16th. 16th. Uh, Malika? Malik, Malik, Malika Singleton. Singleton. And she will be talking about real estate. Conversation with top real estate investors. Oh, we well, so need to come down here and list the things like that these days. Uh, yeah. I know. So yeah. I, I know that the the the... The rate has been going up here in Sacramento. I Extremely. saw that in the Observer that they had a conversation about rent prices going. Oh up. boy, that was a good one. Too. That was a good one down at City Hall about two or three weeks, two weeks ago. Okay, well, a few people who have been experiencing and struggling, you know, behind these uh, high rent increases here in Sacramento and Sacramento region, came down to have a little discussion with the city uh, council people and the mayor. And so, how did it go? Well, you know, it wasn't one of those things that was on the agenda, so they couldn't really go on the. It wasn't on the agenda. It wasn't on the agenda, but you know, doing public comment, you can come down there and talk about these things. Oh, okay. So you can bring up any issue you want. You can bring up any issue. Com- and later on, you know, the mayor did said they will agendaize it, mm-hmm. so it, they can talk about it in more details because it's becoming a. It's becoming a serious problem. I right. Mean, it was basically behind rent control. I mean, there's, you know, there were some people from the, you know, South Sacramento. They get up and they say, you know, hey, my rent started off at seven hundred dollars a month, and then all of a sudden now they're paying 
over a thousand dollars a month. Mm. Oh, the wages are not going up. Yeah, you know, but everything else is going yeah, up. So it, it, people it messed struggling. your budget up. It right. messed your budget up. It's, it's struggling, and it's happening all. Because two hundred dollars is, is a city. No, yeah, yeah. You, nine, this ten. is a city That's thing, like, but it's a it's becoming a, a regional thing because they, you know there's studies that say you know a lot of people are moving from the Bay because expensive to live here, so they're moving to Sacramento. So it's not a lot of, you know, it's very limited on space. And then there's the housing thing. You know, there's not a lot of houses being built at a rate where they can accommodate, you know, people want to buy the houses. I mean, it's like crawling at a 2% rate. Mm. So everybody has to rent. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, of course, the property managers, the people who own these properties, they understand that. And so they jacking up the rent. Boom. And Quite honestly, my because, rent went you know, up 80 I know that I know that across the country they're having an issue with international buyers. Yes, coming yes. in and yes. raising rents too. As and that's well. another thing. They're, they're they're coming in and they're investing into these properties and they're raising the rent. You know, say like me, I live out in Arden Arcade. I've been living in the same apartment for thirteen over thirteen years. Mm-hmm. It'll be fourteen years when my lease is up. And uh, the company that bought that, and this is like maybe the third time it has changed hands. Oh, really? They have been investing a lot of money into my complex, and it's like it's a huge. Uh, complex like 300 u- units where I live. Right. Okay. And they're going to go through every apartment and change everything. They're tearing out cabinets. They're, of course, they're taking out, you know, the appliances and stuff and they're right. just going to redesign the whole thing. So that money got to come back somewhere. Right. And it's coming back on me. <laughs> <laughs> coming now, I enjoy right. living there. I mean, I lived here for the last 13 years right. and stuff, but man, it's getting really, you know, it gets too high. Get up tight. There. Yeah. yeah. You'll be, yeah. I'm going to have to, you know. Yeah, consider moving. It's pricing myself, it's pricing me out. Well, it's pricing know. a lot of people out, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the issue where people are like, we're being priced out of our, you know, out of Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sacramento won't be the same. Yeah, it is not. I mean, it's not, it's not a thing where, you know, people winding up on the streets because they're having mental issues and they're like, these people out here working, man. Right. I'm working. You're working. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, all try, yeah we, we are trying to, you know, maintain a living. Yeah. You know, be productive citizens. Right. And uh, you're trying to put me out on the street. <laughs> right. Right. That's not I cool. can't do what I do cool. living on the streets. Well, well you know, they, they had they had this issue, especially like in, um, I think it was in, it was a, something I heard on NPR where they was talking about um, they stopped picking up because they was trying to outlaw the campers and stuff. Yes, yes. But they They've stopped. But, the, but they was having problems because the 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 companies that the towing companies stopped picking them up he's, because the trailers were so old yes. and dilapidated. They, they was falling apart yeah. and they was infested with bugs right. and stuff. So they was having this issue where they you know with the towing companies where the to- where you know they won't pick them up. Because of you know those issues where they don't want to get whatever well, yeah. <laughs> something that's I mean, crawling around it's in a there. health hazard. Yeah, so Same but regard. but it's because the pricing is so high and people are trying to work and trying to find a way to live and work at the same time. It's 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 a it's a it's a problem that is uh that is that we have to try to figure out what's you know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Not only um, you know nationally, it's a national problem. Yeah. yeah, and I know you know at least for the city workers here in Sacramento, what minimum wage is going up to twelve fifty an hour? Is that correct? Like January the first, I believe. Oh, really? You know, the city had voted on that initiative. Okay. a couple of years ago, so I, 
I think that's about is this to go the, Is it coming? Is it yeah, this January, 2018 or? Then it's supposed to increase to, to a certain amount. Oh, so every maybe month, that's every it. Year. I think it's supposed to climb to twelve fifty. Maybe it's going to ten dollars, and then it's going to go to. I have to check that out. So by the uh, next show, I should have that information. Okay. Because something is about to happen January the first, as far as a uh, minimum wage. But you know, I I don't know if that's you know every time something like that happens. It still keeps going up higher. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, oh, okay. I'm going to get a couple more dollars an hour and stuff like that. The next thing you know, yeah. No, well, you don't. <laughs> right, right, right. It's so right it's not, out. yeah, that's not cool. Um, um, also, uh, at Underground Books, we have a feature book. Um, it is called Chokehold. Policing Black Men. Oh yes, by Paul yes, yes. We put that in the paper too. Yeah, the Observer. That's a pretty interesting. You know, this former black prosecutor. I think he's breaking it all down. I've been trying to get in contact with him about this book. He he pretty much got a um, strong perspective on you know how these things going on, and the uh, you know when you go over to the Jim Crow right laws and to police br- brutality right and. Just how things are conducted as far as police brutality and and, and, and the profiling people, how these cops do it. Right. He says that in this book. This is what they do. This is what they're looking for. Right. You know? So it's 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 um the same thing with Michelle Alexander, right? She was a lawyer. Yeah. But he goes he goes a but little he's bit, a prosecutor. Right. He goes more he's into it. The, it's like not on the He 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 taps in light skinned brothers. Get less crime. I mean, less time than the dark skinned brother right. and stuff like that. Right. The police they look for uh, uh, African dark males who has big lips and stuff like that. Really? Yes. Oh this, wow. He really gets into he gets this. into the whole yes, yes. mentality this is, because this is what he knows. Okay. What, you know, so because he's been doing it for so long, he's a prosecutor, right? And mm-hmm. and he's been in contact with cops and stuff, right? So right. he knows because he's been on that side. What's his name again? His is name, name is Paul Butler. Paul Butler. Paul Butler. Paul now, Butler. Paul Choke Butler. Hold. Yeah. Now Paul Butler is also a criminal analyst for MSNBC, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he is. He's on there periodically. Okay. And uh, he just released his book and. He talked about a lot of, you know, social issues, you know, going on. It's always has to do something with law enforcement uh, when he's on the air and stuff. So, but I, I, I strongly suggest, uh, yeah, come on this down book here. Up. And, I, yeah, I, buy like, this book. Yeah, I'm hoping that I can get him on the phone. So do I you can have? Talk do you have this book now? So the book is in stock. So come on down to Underground. Also, you can buy it online. You can now buy books online. Oh, now. okay. Yes, yes. You can go Mother to Rose Underground. Mother Rose has stepped up dash. the uh, yeah. technology around yeah, here. She, she's, uh, Get yeah. that money. Yeah. <laughs> money, money, She's money. the $100 million woman now. So, Next time um, you're going to be delivering it, huh? Yeah. To your house, just give yeah. me the check. Give me the cash. We yeah. So, yeah, we're trying to compete with Amazon uh, <laughs> up in here. And, uh, yeah, so please come on down here. Um, Marichelle just walked in. All right. Uh, please come on down here for the Long Road to Freedom exhibit. Check this out. And then um, we're going to have the the art talk. When is the art talk? Did I, did I, is the art talk is when for that? August 19th from 5 to 7 p.m. That would be Walter Anderson. His and artwork is on display. And it's by Milton 510 Bowens. Mm-hmm. And and so if you enjoy uh, Milton and and um, his his uh, his perspective, perspective on things, you can come on down here and listen to him and talk and expound and, and get into depth with the artist. And that'd be really cool. And, you know, Milton brought him in it is special. So and also, too, before we go into um, as our our other 
host come in. Um, <laughs> before we get into that, um, we do have children's story time here at Underground, Underground Books. And uh, the next one is on August 26th. And the book is The Princess and the Pea. And it's from 12 to 1 p.m. on August the 26th. And it's going to be nice. And ages from three to ten. So bring your bring your children out from three to ten. Mm-hmm. And it's um, pretty a popular uh, series that goes yeah. on here in underground with the children. That's good. Yeah. So um, yes. So now we're going to go into. Um, I guess we're going to have a guest come up, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? How's everybody doing? What's going on? What's going on? All right. Good to have you here. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. I know you had a big weekend last weekend. It was cool. I know. It was, he had it was, your official opening. Yeah. Well, it was a just well, open house. Oh, a soft was, opening. Yeah, it's not it a grand opening. Yeah. Well, it, it's kind of like an introduction. A sneak peek, like a sneak foreplay, peek. preview. Or, okay, right? You're like you know everybody that was in. You showed a little leg, once, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Show a little skin. You know, majority of the people that were invited were stylists, mm-hmm. uh, makeup artists, and and barbers. Okay, so come and check out the facility and everything. Yeah, if nice they would like to be there, and you know, right. right? Yeah. So the grand opening will be in October. So we're going to be putting it down. Okay, very yeah. good. Good. You know, I wanted to also mention um, Goss. Has uh, wasn't able to make it, but he has uh, Wilmer Leon on September first. Will be at his uh, gallery. Okay, okay. So that's the new one guy we've been talking about here, who's going to be here on the twenty sixth here at the underground. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. So he yeah, has. Oh yeah, there mm-hmm. we go. Oh, he's yeah, going to be doing. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's Thursday, August thirty first. I said August twenty sixth. Right. Right. So uh, yeah. let me correct myself on that. Yeah. So, so Wilmer, Wilmer is nice. Okay, so this is he gonna a, is he going to be an artist? Well, uh, Wilmer has his own. Uh, what is it? Uh, XM. It's on XM. Well, it uh, says News One. Yeah, it's right. on XM Radio. I thought we had him on the show once. We did. Okay, I knew we had he's him on the our show. Guest. Yeah, he's been here. He was here in the house. Yes, he was at Underground. He's, he's a friend of the show. He's a friend of the show. You're right. Yeah, right. So I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, because I, so I was, was I was pretty sure that we had him on. Well, this the guy on the watch list. My memory's so bad. He's a he's a, a Howard he was, University. Uh, professor out there, uh, yeah. he has his show. Uh, what's the name of his show? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. What, did, it, he was did really he good say he was on the watch list? Yes, he was telling us all that. Yeah, yeah, he was on the watch list or something. Right. Uh, yeah, the watch list. Right. Yeah, he, he be laying it down. Yeah. <laughs> he he so got some was, people riled up out there. It had to be yes. the government. You got to come see Wilmer. Make sure you come to the underground to check him out. Make sure you go over to Goss's gallery to check him out. This book is supposed to be amazing. I haven't had a chance to read it. I, matter of fact, I haven't even gotten it yet. Okay. I will get mine from Underground Books. So, um, Mother Rose, please put one over to the side. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's going to be very cool. Okay, good, good. All right. Yeah, like I said, this is something I know I probably should be at. Uh, before, we, before we break up the guests, I, you, went, you went to see Detroit. Oh, yeah. So how yeah. was Detroit? Oh, my goodness, fellas. You got to go see it. Okay. You was it that go good? It. All right. It is that good. It's that so, great. So now, from, from, from one to ten, what's your... Oh, the book. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Yep, so, the book is here. Um, Woman um, Leon's book so is here. So from one to ten, how, what, what would you get? One uh, being for, terrible? For, for mine, I definitely would have to give it a nine. Right, nine out really, of ten. Really? A nine? Wow. Well, that is it high. was so well done, and... I have to, well, 
it's, it's about the uh, Detroit riot right. in 1967. Right. Let's first get that out the way. And that went on for about four days. Uh, 43 people were killed. Of course, you know, it was all damaging because of, you know, the, the rebellion the nature of it. Everybody liked mm-hmm. to call it a riot, but it was a rebellion. Mm-hmm. And uh, it told that story of how it started. Right. Which okay. I didn't know how it started, but it tell you. but the inner story that happened uh, the the I wouldn't even call it the side story. The incident that happened at the Algiers Hotel, that's where it really gets into it. Okay. Okay, it's basically focused around that. And this little scene that happened at the Algiers uh, hotel in the movie, she, um Catherine uh Bigelow, who directed uh Zero Dark Thirty and the Hurt Locker, she takes this thing over an hour. Okay. And it's it's long and it's disturbing. But, but you like, when is this gonna end? But you're looking at it and it's like, hey, this is still happening today. Mm. Because you know you had a racial inequality there, then you had the police brutality thing in there because the Detroit Police Department at that time, at my understanding, in 1967, was 63% black and about 50% yeah. of them was covering these type of neighborhoods anyway. Right. So right. you know they had some type of anti-black thing going on with right. the police department. Right. That's what she was portraying in that. I don't want to give away too many things about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no spoilers. But I will say this as far as one of the spoilers. One of the dramatics, one of the guys from the R&B group from that era, his story is told. In the midst, of in the, the midst story. of all it, okay. and that I heard about this, but then it goes. There's a lot of crisscrossing on, on as far as the story, but you can get the gist of it. But this is before the dramatics became famous, because you know the dramatics from Detroit anyway. Uh-huh. And he was caught up in this whole thing. So once you see it, it it's just it's it's, it's a tearjerker. I mean, I didn't cry, but it's just uh, it's, it's just that. It's uh, interesting it, it got enough. you in your feelings, huh? Interesting enough. Yeah, it got me all up in my feelings. I feel good leaving out of there. It's like, wow, you know, but then I understand that, you know, this stuff is still going on. Right. But, you know, it it got me when I'm leaving out here. I'm like, wow, you know, it, it's not a lot of black folks in this theater. It was a lot of people there watching this right, movie. Right. But it wasn't a lot of black po- folks right. there watching the movie. You, you get what I'm saying? Well, they have like this little controversy now talking about, because um, I was, when I was looking at this show, um, there was, there was some people saying, you know, when white people tell black stories and stuff of nature. So I guess the director, they was talking about the director. Right. She's white, right. She's, is a she. Yeah, she's white. Right. And, um, and so they was having an issue with that. You know, the black internet was, was having a discussion It's always going to be half something like that. But I put, put it down like this. She did it. She did a great job. Okay. okay. Up, up until this point, as far as I'm concerned, okay, unless... Listed otherwise mm-hmm. in the next few months. That's picture of the year, right? Okay, okay. Right. okay. That's picture of the year. She did great with that movie, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, you know, if I would go out and write a story like that from a black perspective, you know, you know, some like you know, I'm I'm very interested in Executive Order Nine Zero Six Six. You know what happened to the Japanese Americans during World War Two? Mm-hmm. You think some people gonna have some issue with that? Yeah, probably. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But see, that's where that, that's that's where we should, you know, step out of the box and understand, you know. Right. I don't think she did anything to it. She tro- did, did. Nobody know about the movie anyway. She right. pulled it together on probably you know court documents and 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 
research. She researched it. stuff. Mm. Did nobody know anything about this stuff? Right. But the way she was telling the story, hey, this is still happening to us today. Right. Okay. And this woman, okay, non-black woman, did it. Forget it, man. <laughs> I mean, you know. We're, we're good at having all these problems because, you know, we think that, you know, the British, the black British brother, brothers from uh, across the pond, they coming over here. They taking these roles from these blacks yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, they have, we yeah, talked yeah, about, about that. that OK, because yeah. some of the couple of these cats are in this film. OK, but they did a great job with it. OK, OK. Not out of 10 to me. Right. You get yeah. a chance to go see this movie, Detroit. Right. And it's still playing. Yeah. It's still playing. Well, so yeah, we're always going to have that. And, any, and I'm pretty sure if. You know, people are talking about it, whether it's positive or negative. Mm-hmm. See, in this business, hey, all publicity is good publicity, just as long as I'm getting, you know, at least they're talking about it. Right, right. <laughs> right. And, right. And, and actually, it helped put a lot of actors to work, right? It, it's a, a lot, lot of them in there. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of them in there, too. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you said it was done well, so that's I think mm-hmm. that's what matters. Now, it wasn't shot in Detroit. Uh, it was shot in Boston, I think it was. Huh. I think I forget why. You know why I was shot in Boston? Why is that? Because it's something going on with Detroit uh, funding. Film, you know, they get money to have people come there and shoot films. films they, yeah. Detroit don't even have that. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, they, they don't, they don't have any money. Right going hard. Uh, that's a, that's your home. That's your stomping ground. Yeah, they they having it real hard right now. People are, you know, the poor. I, I think the poor people are. Really, you know, black people, period, in Detroit is having it hard, you know, because all the automotive jobs, they're gone. Yeah. you know, that's basically where all the all the that's, work was. And, 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 you know, during the great migration, you're right, know, 1910 right. up until that, right. to that period, to the 50s and 60s, that's where people were going to get those jobs. Yeah. Those jobs those were automotive, available. Not, not right, anymore. factory jobs. Factory jobs. And um, they joined unions. They was making good money. Right, right. And, yeah, and, you know, and those you know, they couldn't have that. You know, they could have that. They're like, okay, we're going to bring in the robots. I think mm-hmm. that was the first instance that robots displaced humans yeah. was during that transition. The automation, they brought, yeah. Yeah, the automation came in. And because we're going through that right now, mm-hmm. where we're having another wave of this automation, mm-hmm. the next wave is going to be, it's going to be even worse than that one. That mm-hmm. put so many people out of work. My mom used to work for, um, Ford, I think it was. Okay. So it's going to, yeah, it's going to, the next wave, because when I grew up, and I tell the story often, when I grew up in Detroit, those black men were princes. They was walking around. They was driving these big cars. They had union jobs. They had homes. They bought their own homes. Detroit and it was the spot. It, it was the example right, of med- right. black middle class living. Yeah, I mean, Motown was there, right? You had all these right. huge uh, black institutions that came out of Detroit. And, um, yeah, when no, you know, when you took away that economic base— it was. It just went downhill. People was very proud of their property. Don't so, step on my grass. You so, know that was. So, what do you think the answer to that is then? Um, as far as you know, if with them being able to snatch the rug out from underneath us, whether it's the job, the, those that have the jobs. You know what I'm saying? Because all they did is they just moved it to another area. Right. They're still in business. Yeah. They just went somewhere cheaper. Oh, no. Across seas. They went across seas. I mean, NAFTA NAFTA, NAFTA came in, too, as well, and took a lot of those jobs, right? Right. NAFTA came in when they signed, uh, and that was under Clinton. 
right? Uh, and took those jobs away. Mm -hmm. And then you had this wave, because we talked about um, um, Michael Moore made that mo that movie, Roger and Me, that, that, that showed that happening, yeah. and that was in Flint. Yeah. So... So, and then, not only that, but then now you had, there was a wave of taking all those jobs to India and places like that. Now it's something totally different. The, the jobs that are in India, the jobs that, are, that were transported over there are going to disappear. So it's going to be poor people. They're going to be suffering. You're just going to leave them. Because you're going to have AI. AI, the advent of AI it's going to destroy artificial yeah. intelligence. You yeah. you call up now, right? You call up UPS or whatever. You want your package, like yeah, right, and you, right? And you, you hear the voice wrong. on the end, like right. You'd be like, say yes, yeah. and and this is what was taken by you know phone operators was they will right. actually human beings, yeah, right. human beings will help you with your package. You don't have that anymore, and and now they want to act. They want to make you pay for human interaction. If you want human interaction, it's going to cost you some money. Mm. That's where it's going, man. <laughs> yeah. So if you want, you want if you want human interaction, yeah. then it's going to cost you money. Well, I'm seeing it's it just like banks with the, too, man. yeah, it's the banks, right? If you don't go through, they have different plans. If you go through the ATM, then okay, you're, but if you're you okay. Use, but, but if, if you, you use a teller, teller, a human teller, yeah. then they're going to make you pay money. Pay yeah, <laughs> they're going. They, they're doing it right now. They're doing it now, mm -hmm. and it's going to just it's going to get worse. It's going to it's going and um, um, McDonald's already researching about you know automating that service. There's more, you know, human. It, it, I'm telling you, it's it's out of business. It, the, Detroit was the canary in the coal mine. What they did to Detroit is 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 <laughs> is a drop in the bucket to what they're going to do to us in the next ten years. So in the next ten years, it's going to be it's going to be something amazing, and we have to prepare for it. Right. And and we're not being we're not preparing. And I think your industry is probably the only industry oh, yeah, that's going to be hands on. Yeah, your hands on. <laughs> you got to have you hands on. No I, don't don't I, I don't have no hair, but I don't want no robot cutting my hair. <laughs> like, I know you're like Siri. What are you short Siri? out or something like that? Siri, you 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 faded me wrong, Siri. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> They write on the obituary. They write on the obituary. Oh yeah, the uh, the, the robot short sugar didn't kill him. Chopped his head off. <laughs> he trimmed it just a little bit too much. But um, I want to shave. Right. <laughs> he be like done. <laughs> he be like want want want. So um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's going to be a very interesting. Uh, it's going to be very Next interesting. Few years, yes. It's going to be very interesting. So, um, without further ado, I guess we bring up our guest. Yes, guests. sir. Yes, sir. Well, mm -hmm. I, I met this man over the internet. Um, uh, you know, we kind of going back and forth. Uh, you know, he he does a lot of promotion, mm -hmm. uh, and he he's uh, created this 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 company, right? Uh, Okay, he'll he'll be able to explain it more, but he's created this company that helps to promote black businesses and and uh, the different types of events that are going on in Sacramento. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce Chris Lodgson. Lodgson, is that right? Perfect. Okay, Chris Lodgson. All right, put your hands together. Of Sac so Black Biz. I can taste the words. Thank you. Feel them oozing out my brain. <laughs> When I go to sleep, they come whisking through my mind, half waking me, changing time, dimensions. 
Blinking loud and orange and blue. Write me, write me, write me, you. Straight up scribe. That's straight out scribe. I like yes, that too. Yes. All right. Oh. <laughs> it was rocking it. Yeah, that's my favorite right there. Okay. So how you Chris doing? Good. Good. I'm how great. I'm great. Um, how you pronounce your name? Lodson. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got okay. it right. You okay. got it perfect. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Yes. Thank you. So Thanks tell us me. about what it is that you do, man. Yeah, so sure. Um and first uh wanna thank uh the three of you for having me. Um Underground Books, uh Mother Rose. I was here once to buy the um I bought two books. I bought the Sacramento Black Pages here and I bought uh one of uh, Dr. Claude Anderson's books. I think it was uh Paranomics. Oh, very cool. Here. Okay, okay. Um so I wanna just sort of acknowledge um you know you guys for having me here. It's a great opportunity. So uh, what is Sack Black Biz, right? Yeah, what um, is So what is Sack, Sack Black Biz is a Facebook page and a community. Ah, yeah. you're the cat. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a, so we're a Facebook page and okay. a community of Facebook groups right. um, that support Sacramento's black-owned businesses and entrepreneurs, pure and simple. Uh, we support Sacramento's black entrepreneurs and black businesses in about four different ways. Um, the first thing we do is we collect information on these businesses and then we share that information out to a wider audience for free. Uh, the second uh, way that we support is we bring to these entrepreneurs and black owned businesses free or very, very low cost resources that help them be better at their business. Okay. Uh, okay. Third way we support is we find new vending opportunities for Sacramento's black vendors, which is really, really important. Mm -hmm. um, and the fourth way that we support is we help make the connection between black business and black politics. Um, and, and in our view, um, there's no way to separate those two. And uh, I'll, I'll take it a step even further and say that uh, with, without a good black politics, without a, a black politics that actually works for black people and that puts money into the hands of black people, uh, there is no black business. So that's um, what we are. Um, we're the largest group right now online doing this for Sacramento with uh, about 1,400 members. We are on pace to be the largest page doing this in a couple months when we pass 1,000 members. Um, we've shared information on over 150 different small black-owned businesses here in Sacramento for free. Um, and we have a lot more to come. Okay, so how long how long have you guys been around? Wow, so we're pretty young, about six months. Six months. Yeah, we started um, at the beginning of the year. Six really months, got, that's about, yeah. Yeah, so six, six to eight months okay. um, really got going about six to eight months ago. Yeah. And I get notification at least two or three times. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. We we try to be easy on your on your notifications. Um but there's so much going on in the world of black business here in Sacramento that um, sometimes it's just not possible to leave you alone because there's so much going on. Um, and we want to make sure that everyone is aware. For six months, Chris, it seemed like you put together a business plan. You just give us all the bullet points, three or four of them and stuff. How did you go about creating this type of medium? So, um, well, we, you know, Facebook makes it really easy to make business business pages and start Facebook groups. Um, so it was really simple for us to get started. Um, it didn't it didn't cost us anything um, other than my time and mm -hmm. my energy and caring, you know, um, which is a lot. But, you know, still really easy to do, really easy to put uh, together. Um, and. You know, just take, just take that question a little bit further. So, you know, the sort of why we started 
This um, three basic sort of things, um, black poverty, black unemployment, and black wealth. Um, so I'm sure if you, know, you guys are familiar, um, you know, the unemployment rate for black people here in Sacramento is, is at least 20 percent. It's high. It's yeah. at least 20 percent. Um, poverty for black Americans here in Sacramento is at least 30 percent. It's high. And I'm sure, you know, and, you know, you know, there are areas of the city and of the county where you go into a predominantly black neighborhood and even those numbers are low. OK, because. The poverty is upwards of 40, 50 percent and the unemployment is upwards of 30, 40 percent. Um, and while we don't have, I think, the data on like black wealth here in Sacramento, I know nationally, like the middle black family is worth about seventeen hundred dollars. Um, and that's in comparison to about one hundred seventeen thousand dollars for the middle white family. And if you add up, if you take the bottom half of black American, you add up all of their wealth. The answer you get is negative 60 billion, negative 60 billion. Okay, so that's why we exist. Right. Right. So, okay, I have a question. Um, What are some of the things that you think, because we were just talking about how they're pulling some of these jobs out of black communities, right? Like Detroit with the auto uh, industry gone out of Detroit. Detroit is now a desert, right? They're they're talking. I remember at one point they were selling homes in Detroit for a dollar. Really? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because it was so bad. You know, and now what has happened is. You know, gentrification, right? right. Of course. You you move in and of course. change up the the, yeah. the well, scenery. Well, it goes it goes very so well with what's happening. Build it up. Yeah. The trend that's going, you know, the trend that's happening now is the reurbanization of um, of uh, Caucasians. You know, they 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 are moving away from the suburbs, suburbs. Right. and no, moving right. back, and they're urbanizing themselves so, again. Right. Right. They basically really moving back closer to their jobs. Right. I mean, you remember right. when there was a store open and they, the house next door to it was the guy who owned the store. So right. it's right. getting back to those types. Yeah, of things. And, it's, and, you know, the, I guess the experiment of um, the suburbs is over because it always has been great concentration. Well, that was created by white flight, right? Exactly. right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Oak Park exactly. used to be White, yeah, right. exactly. or German right. Irish neighborhood, right, know. right. Before the blacks moved in, exactly. and then they took off and they created these other neighborhoods, you right, know? right. Exactly. So they don't have to deal with the uh, the uprising of, of minorities. And, <laughs> now, and now that process is actually reversing itself, right? Because you see that a lot of what we know about poverty now is becoming more suburban. So the poverty spreading outwards. To the burbs. I was just talking and about the, it's a displacement, and, the, and they move into right. the suburbs. And those Lord, people that were in the burbs are now coming back coming to back reclaim in. their cities. Right. Re- Lawrence and I was just talking about yeah. that because yeah. I know they in our in arcade area. It's the New York Park. Hey, is it there? Everybody's getting moved out there. Yeah, right. yeah. And the crime and is good. Yeah, yeah. I'm just being honest. And the crime has picked up some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, uh, you know, it's, it's almost poverty. like the the Ga- the the Gaza the Gaza Strip, right? What yeah, happened with right. Them, mm-hmm. Where exactly. a while ago it was all you know Israel, right? And um, the and then they was like, well, we're gonna give you this land, and then they allowed the Palestinians to move in there, and yeah. they gave them their houses and stuff, and then they caged them there, <laughs> you know. And You're and this not is going anywhere else. 
ghost. You just stay right here. Right, right. And but that's that's the same thing that's happening to to black people is that um, you know, with the gentrification, they move it in here and then they're gonna move out to the Elk Grove and then it's you're gonna be so far from everything. Mm-hmm. Right? I remember I lived in Elk Grove a long time ago and those streets were so wide. I was like, how can anybody live here? Right? The streets are so wide, you can't walk anywhere. You gotta drive somewhere, <laughs> then you gotta have a car. You gotta have a car. And then then you gotta you gotta Elk spend Grove, you gotta money have to have a car. <laughs> then you gotta spend money to have insurance. They got spend, you got it's so much overhead to live out in these areas. Right, and with little public transportation. And, no, right, right. and oh, yeah. these food you're deserts. So far to your job, right? Right. right. Um so you're far. So from, far from the school. You're right, so far from, from, your, from the, the school. And those just if you put that together, it just means you're gonna need more money to have to live, and right. to spend. Even if you're poor, even if and, they have poor areas. Right. So so you're moving into a place that requires you to have more money and you're poor. Right. Okay. So that's the problem. But you you all raised a good point. Like this is and I, and I think you all said it. This is this is like created, and this is why at Sac Black Biz we that fourth sort of way we support is we try to make the connection. This very connection actually be, between black business and politics, and excuse me, and black and black politics. Mm-hmm. Um, th- what we're talking about here right now, whether it's gentrification or black business, government policy is behind it. In our view, um, there are specific government policies, specific things that different local governments do. We were, we were talking about De- Detroit earlier. You know, Detroit, Detroit. Um, lost their um, the mayor lost control of the city at some point. There's yeah, a city this, manager like the, the, took the, the over. The state is then, running the right, city. The state yeah. is running the city. Yeah. Um, um, but that's politics. That's government. Um, uh, no, that's 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 feudalism. Right, right, but it's so it went but it's back. In, it's not right. even politics anymore, right? But it's because you can't even imposed. vote, right? Because the people that you put in office right. don't have any power, right? Right, right. But yeah. but the people, but and that's what happened the in, on top uh, of that. Yeah, is the is the that's point. what happened in Flint, right? Where they had a city manager, they lost control. The people mm-hmm. that they elected lost state control. State took over there too. State took over, and now and, and then water. they sold their water off. And now there's lead in your water, right? right. Yeah. So yeah. this is this is the issue where yeah. So you you have a and and that can happen anywhere, right? It's happening. It's what well, it's happening here. We we we're, we're just right talking about these different areas of Sacramento, um, where poor black people are being forced out of their, their neighborhoods. Um, but there's government policy behind that. Is the point that we that we try to make? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, specific government policies do that, and so. Um, part of that connection that we try to make at Sac Black Biz is to say that specific government policies will be needed to address it also, that that's the solution. We get a lot of questions about, well, what's the solution? What's the solution? Well, the solution is government intervention in our view. Okay. Um, how do you bring about that government in- intervention? That's for us to figure out. Figure it out. Yeah. That, that's, that's, uh, that's an interesting, because if you ask some people, they'd be like, well, we got to, we got to, the markets, you know, we got to, we got to right. increase our income. We got to right. increase our buying power that's very or use our power, power buying power yeah. um, to, to affect change. But your, your idea is that yeah. um, to affect change, we have to go through the government. The government, the government, the government the, has to correct the problem that they created in the mm-hmm. first place. So um, it's, it's almost like, um, um, what's that? Forty acres in a mule thing, where so uh, re- uh, so reparation. so one that's that's absolutely true, uh, and it, it is absolutely the case that Black Americans, African American descendants of slaves, are owed a huge, huge, huge debt by the federal governments and by state governments all over the country, and um, that debt is way past due. Okay, okay. that poverty 
the the, the poverty created through slavery is still in the system yeah. mm-hmm. and the wealth created through slavery is still in the system. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. And the poverty was created in order to create the wealth. Okay. Right. Um, so, so yes, we're making that point, but we're also making the point that, and, and we also try to push back in an honest and fair and, you know, in a, in a healthy way against what you were just sort of talking about, which is the, you know, let the markets sort of, you know, be free. Yeah, and let the markets de- de- determine. Oh, we have, to, oh, we have to be right. capitalists. Right, right. So we, that's, we're, we're that's the same thing. That's, that's the exact same thing, and that's very, very dangerous. It's actually, it actually works in favor of capital, white capital. It, it actually works a, against black people. So, would you, would you, would you classify yourself as a socialist, or? Uh, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't classify myself as a socialist. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if I would classify myself as a capitalist either. Though I'm not really sure, to be honest, um, I'm not really sure. Okay. Um, I I know I'm I have a firm belief though that the government has to fix the problem that it creates and recreates every, every day. So do we? Okay. Do you believe that if we have more representation inside of the government, that we're able to maybe to redirect some of those? Ideas. It's um, so it depends on what you mean by representation and what you mean by we. So um, it's clear to me that having a black face in I'm going to use the the cliche in a high place Doesn't, is not the answer. It's not the okay? answer because we've it's not always the answer. It, we know, it, we find is, this out around right, here. Yeah. Right. It is. It is. Oh, it hasn't proven itself to be the answer because it's been uh, because. The system seen, is the system. Right. And because we've seen um, African-Americans, black people do do worse, just do yeah, the same or worse or, or worse, do nothing, yeah, which is yeah, the same yeah. or, or worse, worse to yeah. black people. Um, so that's about the we part, um, the representation part. So, yeah, it just sort of feels like if 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 there are people who think like me and you and you and you more people like us who have power, who are in positions of power, i.e. representation, then that should go at least some way to fixing or to making that government intervention happen. Okay. So, yeah. so yes, I want to say yes, like in a tentative way. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I, I do notice that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you went to Howard University? I did, uh, I okay, did. Okay, so you do know our brother uh, Wilmer Leon, uh, or have you heard of Wilmer That Leon? name sounds familiar, but it was a while ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was a while ago. Uh, I was there in the early two, 2000s. So are you, where are you originally from, uh, Chris? Are you I'm from, I'm really, I'm really from the East Coast. I'm, this, this guy looks familiar to me. Um, I'm from, uh, I was born in Manhattan, raised in Manhattan in Brooklyn, so I'm from uh, New York. So I've okay. uh, been here about two and a half years, okay. almost. So yeah. what brought you to Sacramento? Wow. So yeah, you, you got it. <laughs> um, so I actually, um, uh, so my my fiance to to put okay. it in okay. a okay. short in a short way. Um, I worked for uh, a nonprofit based out of New York before I came here that was um, doing. Um, was was building um, shelters, transitional housing, low-income housing, um, and running support services in New in New in New York. So, for example, we ran the domestic violence hotline in all of Brooklyn. Um, we and then we you know, we and like I said, we did build and run um, 
emergency homeless shelter. So her and I, um, my fiance and I, we met actually in Washington, D.C. at a meeting of people who work for the nonprofit. And we met there in 2011. I'm going to get that year right. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> she's, she's listening. And then we kept the long distance thing going for about uh, four or five years. Yeah. Okay. And I made the big leap uh, two, two years ago. So cool. what did you study at Howard? I studied. So I started off. It's funny. I started off studying. Um, nobody's going to believe this. Physics. I was a physics major. Okay. Then I moved to. We believe it. Definitely a couple of it. Then I moved to study um, electrical engineering. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I actually left Howard um, because I couldn't afford it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went back up to New York and I um, I went to community college there, Borough Manhattan Community College. Um, and then I uh, studied accounting there, and then I transferred to uh, the City University of New York um, to study finance. Yeah, very cool. So I ended up studying finance. Okay, very okay, cool. cool. Cool, Yeah, that's really cool. Um, All right, yeah, intelligent brother here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do we see any politics in the future, man? Yeah, are you running for office? Um, so I've always told myself, you run for no. District Five here in Howard. You can run for always, District Five. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know I'm 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 flattered by the question. I I've always told myself no, um, but if I mean if people feel like I could be helpful, then then yeah. yeah. I mean if people feel like that, you know, and if, and if and if I feel like I could actually do something and not just be another person yes. who looks like me and you and then has all these excuses about why nothing can get done when I get there or what power I don't have or to tell you what's not possible to do. Are, are you familiar with the Young Turks? I am familiar with the with Good. the Young Turks, yeah. Okay. And so they started their own um, division. Really? wing of the Democratic Party called the Justice Democrats. Oh. And the main theme is this, that they don't take any donor money. Wow. So it's all grassroots money. Well, so I think that that's the issue. Pro- I think that's the issue with why we don't see any changes with black people when they get into office is that because they're all the same donors. Right. right. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. if, if, if Big Pharma is, do- is, uh, is, is uh, donating to your predecessor and then they start donating to you as well because you come into office, then nothing's going to change. Right. 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 But if you're, getting your, if you're getting your money directly from the people, just like Bernie did, right? He yep. was getting like, yep. you know, $25, you know, a pop. That way he, he could be influenced by public interest. Right, because uh, it's all about interest. the people, right? Yeah. So that's that's their main thing. So if you do run for office, I do think that you should go about I that tact. definitely check them out, yeah. And, yeah. yeah, and or, that tact is like, okay, I'm just going to accept um, public um, funds and, and donations from individuals. I'm yeah. not going to take any kind of corporate money at all. Yeah, if I did, yeah. I, would, I would probably make that a big piece of like how I how I did run um, because you're right it's 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 important there's so much money in, in politics so what I I do um you know I have a nine to five like like a lot of people mm-hmm. um um smart right um because <laughs> that's not, not, too, not as much of but you know there should be more black people with nine to fives if you <laughs> ask me because of the unemployment stuff we just talked about but. So, but part of but what I do for the nine to five is uh, I do research um, uh, for a company that is paid really to find information about um, what's going on in the legislatures mm-hmm. and what's going on in regu- in like regulation, right? And then 
sell that information to people who are interested in it. Yeah. And what I see every day going, come across my desk is scary a lot of times. Mm. And a lot of it is about, um, a lot of it has to do with how much money has influenced Mm-hmm. The decisions of the politicians and the decisions of the policymakers. So you're absolutely right. It's a well, they did a study. Deal. They did this awesome study where they uh, I, I, don't, I don't I don't know it. I'm gonna paraphrase the study where they found out that the correlation between what the people want and what the politicians um, did in office had no effect. Yeah. <laughs> but I can believe it. But they compared what the donors wanted. Right. And what the politicians delivered, and it was like one to one. Yep, yep, makes sense. And it was a study done, and I think it was over—I I forgot how many years. It was like ten years that they did the study, yeah. and it was an amazing um, study. That it, it just goes to show you how much influence big money has on our, you know, on our. And if you say that you think that government is a solution to our to our to our ills and to government our problems, yeah. then that is one thing that we would have to tackle first, is that we would have to tackle corporations donating to these um, politicians and and how much influence they have yeah. on that system. No, I, th- I think I think you're right. Because if we free them, then we can actually have influence. So I think you're right. Um, so I want to go that far, but I don't want to go all the way there because, um, one, you gave an example of Bernie mm. who raised less money than, um, than, Hillary. Uh, um, you know, Hillary, um, and who raised less money than a lot of the other, you know, Candidates, people who yeah. could have run. Um, and Bernie actually did really, really well. So I think he's an example of someone who, while, you know, you know, like you like you said, um, who raised small amounts of money from a lot of different people and was able to put up a real fight. Yeah, we still, still lost, but put up a real fight. Well, he um, was robbed. Well, he was fighting against the machine. Right? Yeah, and right. the machine won. But he definitely, but he definitely, um, he definitely got us closer than I think we've ever seen. Ever seen? Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think. Well, yes, he he. Yeah, he he made us believe again that we can have a chance because at first he was like, well, we don't have any chance. You have to you have to vote for the lesser of two evils. Yeah. And that lesser of two evils got challenged. That argument got challenged that, oh, we can actually vote for somebody that we we care about and we can have these issues that we believe in, like free college. Right. right, Yeah. All these issues like uh, Medicare for all. That's government. Yeah. Yeah. And and these issues that we think that we need for the future. Yep. Because we can't compete without these things taking can take care of, without a strong safety net, and I and I and um, so he made us believe again, believe because people was checking out, you know, and yeah. he, people start checking back in when he came and and was raising these issues that everybody was thinking about. Yeah, and he's still fighting, but like so, but he, but he's an example of someone who who has, I think, made it clear that you can win, you you can issues, win, yeah. On the issues, you can change the conversation, but also you can, you, I, I think he showed us that you actually can win. Even and I, and I want to say this knowing that he did lose, but you can win. That that the chances of you winning with less money are higher than they than you thought they were. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he got farther than anyone thought he would, um, with less money than people thought. Well, he I would. want to correct you there. He was he was 
neck to neck with Hillary with the money. Right, right. Well, it's about, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. yeah right. I mean, how you raise yeah. it. Yeah, how. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, oh, talking yeah. about per oh, donation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, money, where yeah. it comes from. Where oh, it where it comes from. from. Yeah, because right. so, he was Nick. Nick. I mean, yeah. they was like, how is he raising all this money? Right, right. Because Hillary was like, we he's compete with us. Right, and that actually makes the point even clearer, right? Because it's like. Someone who raised an average of, you know, twenty five dollars each, 20 uh, bucks, <laughs> right? Twenty five bucks yeah, from everybody. Millions of people. And yeah. you were really able to compete with someone who was getting, you know, millions the, the max dollars, checks yeah. you could get and bundling cash and Wall Street money and and, and they was and peaking and they was capping money. out and he would he can k- but keep he, going but because he was he pounding keep... the pavement. He was out oh, there yeah. with the people. Yeah. And I think yeah. that makes a difference. Think about this. Hillary was getting all of the television, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they wasn't covering. She had newspapers at all. She had newspapers. Yeah, she had yeah. anchors. She yeah. had television programs. But she had was, everybody but on her Bernie side. Bernie was in the neighborhood. He Bernie was. was he, on, he was on the ground. Yeah, he was on the ground. He did these huge rallies, the right? Right. Huge rallies. And 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 the funny the funny thing was that. Um, he said, they said, uh, because Hillary had to do, she had to go to these places and then she had to go to these uh, fundraisers, you know, to these big dollar fundraisers, yep. right? And um, and everywhere she had to go, she had to go to these fundraisers and raise all this money. And But Bernie was like, I'm going to do a fundraiser right now. <laughs> on TV right he was like yeah he said send he said send him some money yeah. we need some money and it was like boom that night he had like yeah it was like Facebook yeah he was like fundraiser I don't have to go and wine and dine these rich people right it was very cool and if you got five dollars yeah send it in right we don't so it was very cool that's all it took five ten dollars here boom yeah yeah boom and you keep giving to I forgot what the max amount that each individual can give but yeah that's the thing is that Hillary was maxing out with her donor donors because they max out how much they can give. Right. But he can Can't keep go going. He was like, you know, just keep so, going. So Very do cool. you think that we can maybe uh, strategize by doing neighborhood by neighborhood? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If, if you, if you, you know, yeah. so say like Oak Park, if we focus on Oak Park, like Sacramento, and we focus on Oak Park to make Oak Park you know our uh, our living situation, our neighborhood, making sure that the businesses are thriving here. You know, do you think that'll work? Yeah. Um. So, yes and no, and it's going to be completely honest, because not if we think, not if what we're implying here is that if is that if we you know somehow organized our economics as a community and then try to make that happen. That is, in my opinion, not going to be enough because the problem is so big, okay? Okay. And it's so systemic, okay? There's no individual kind of action that's going to fix this. Um, Really, it's going to take a collective Mm -hmm. action. So so I'll say no Mm -hmm. in that way, and I'll say yes in the way that... So if we organized every black-owned business that's still resident of Oak Park and though and their supporters and then we put pressure in some way on whatever part of the local government is that doles out city contracts and says listen we want you to guarantee that black businesses get That's these contracts mm-hmm. no competition guarantee them we also want you to That's not going to happen <laughs> well, but that's but but that's the but that's but right but that's a but that's a solution right that is a solution but yeah and, gonna be like, or we say um 
we want you, City of Sacramento, to guarantee employment for Afri- African American men or yeah, that's not women, happening. right? Yeah. Guarantee you be the hire of last resort. That's a solution. Yeah, that that'd okay? be that'd be a good solution. But that takes. There's no individual person that's going to make that happen. There's no, you know, that's going to take organized. It takes organization, action, because right, right. that that sounds in a certain a, way. Well, that sounds a lot like affirmative action, which is on the down, on the on the decline. Oh, yeah, out. now affirmative oh, action, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think, right? Yeah, and yeah. and Trump is really <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And the Justice Department is yeah. So it's it's taking a big hit. But affirmative action has the, helped. Has helped. Well. The so from my understanding, from you know listening to people like Claude Anderson, even looking at LBJ's speech at Howard when he went down to Howard in the in the early sixties yeah. and actually talked about affirmative action, that was meant for the descendants of slaves. Yeah, this group of people to correct a government wrong that was imposed upon this particular group of people. Over, but well, that was reconstruction, centuries. right? Yeah, reconstruction, and then well, slavery, Maybe. then what? What we call reconstruction, and then Jim Crow, Jim and Crow, right? What? Well, yeah, Jim else Crow, Crow was Jim Crow was the response to reconstruction, right? Right. So, right. It, and then civil rights. So that's what I'm saying. It's right. like we have this, we have this, this, this. Um, I like the way uh, Grace he put it before where Obama got elected. You know, Grace was yeah. it? What's uh, I forgot the name? Carter is it? Carter Grace? Carter. Yeah. Grace Carter. She's a she's a mother in the community. She's, yeah. she's a historian in the community. Historian. And um and I remember we was at Master Barbershop, right. and it was after the because I didn't think Obama was going to win, but he won. And <laughs> and Grace was like, "We've seen this before," and it was a very interesting insight that she had, where she said that she compared Obama's election to Reconstruction. And the response, she was like, the response the backlash, that yeah. the backlash, yeah. right? That's going that, to happen, right? Right. Against Obama was just what she prophesied. Yeah. Right? So so Trump is that backlash. Yeah. Right. This right? is the Jim Crow. Trump is what, Trump yeah, is what grew about it this whole after reconstruction, so, right? Right. So yeah. you, you see true. this you see this interplay where just when you think that you got relief. You get the opposite. You get the, you know. So it's, and, but yeah. So, so I haven't. I don't. I haven't, I haven't. It's a very interesting. Yeah, I was. I was getting ready to say. I haven't. I have an interesting interplay with uh, America. On. Black people in America has this very strange relationship. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it 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 does, and I and so I have a so just to finish the point, like affirmative action was meant for the descendants of slaves. Okay, mm-hmm. so. If you ask me personally, I'm speaking for myself, not for anything that Zach Black Business is doing, but for for, my, for myself. If you, anyone who who comes into that program afterwards doesn't deserve it, okay? It's not for you. So if you're what? an immigrant, into that program, and into if if you come into affirmative action and you get affirmative action, it's not for you because it wasn't meant for you because you don't I, have I, the I history what you're saying. You're that saying my family. But didn't affirmative action you're happen you after the civil rights movement or? You should no, be no, there no, on no, your own. No, no. What he's saying is, is it was supposed to be made for descendants of slaves, but who's getting it are white women, uh, Asian Americans, uh, Asian Americans, yeah, African uh, immigrants. Well, yeah. well, so, well, they yeah. turn into multiculturalism, right? Yeah. And right. that, and that is, and that right. is the problem. And so, well, it's just like the the amendment, right? That that black people are supposed to get. I forgot. Was it? Is it the Fourteenth Amendment? I forgot what it is, but we never really benefited from it. 
and um, but corporations benefited from it. They, that's how they got their personhood was through this. Right. right. No, I get. <laughs> I get I, what you're saying. I, I, I don't know. I think I don't it know is the thirteenth or the fourteenth amendment. I, right. think, I, I think you are right, but but that's but that's my view that because this program was made specifically, at least from what I heard and read from the authors, that this is a program for the descendants of slaves meant to correct for what the government did to our families over hundreds of years. That's for us. So there was a point, you you all know that the language changed in affirmative action and it became about what you just call multiculturalism or minorities or diversity. And that's how you see the biggest beneficiaries being white women right or you know certain groups of asians or certain groups of hispanics or certain groups of non you know or certain groups of recent immigrants and my view is if any one of from those groups has affirmative action tries to get affirmative action tries to use affirmative action then they're wrong you don't deserve it because it's not for you there can be something for you that you have to organize and help make happen, and I'll 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 support you on it. Like I'll support you on it. Right. But this is for us. Right. Um, well, there's no way we can take that back though. Now, right now, you can't so, roll that back now. We can shut it down. I, I think part of the problem is, and we got to be wary of, and what we have to watch out for is any type of program that is made by the government that is not put into the Constitution usually has a string attached mm-hmm. to it, right? So they can snatch it anytime yeah. they want. Or a time limit, just like anytime the voting act for right. blacks, right? That, that they, they every 25 for- <laughs> years, they have to re-sign this. Yep. So we, now why is that? <laughs> <laughs> so you know what they're going to do. <laughs> so, so, well, you, let's give them for a little time. You know, you know they're going to calm down, but they're going to snatch. <laughs> so, have you ever thought of uh, maybe putting together like a think tank? Um, so not specifically a think tank, um, but what we try to do on our Facebook page and and in our Facebook group is again make that is again make the connection between black business and black politics, and in that in making that connection, there's room for this kind of conversation. There's room for this kind of thinking and talking and dialogue. And as a matter of fact, we get a lot. We get most of our engagement, a big part of our engagement on our Facebook platform around this kind of talk around this kind of 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 a dialogue so a think tank no but a lot of that a lot of what would be going on in a think tank i think it's already happening on our page and then on other pages too all right well stay stay tuned i know that we having a um um dr colvin he throws the um um the african convening um Yes. Congress of African yes. People. It's in September. Conven- yeah, in September. So come come through to that. That'd be very yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, we're definitely. gonna have to wrap this interview up. Um, okay. But um, so tell but, us how we can reach you. Yeah. And tell us, um, yeah, give us the give yeah. us your spiel. Yeah. Give so, us uh, your your <laughs> do you have any events coming up or Yeah, so um there are a few there are a few events I'll, I'll definitely want to highlight um, on behalf of uh, Sacramento's black entrepreneurs um, and on behalf of Sac Black Biz. Um, so one this weekend, the Banana Festival. Uh, the Banana Festival. Oh yes, um, which is in uh, Lamp Lamp Park. This yeah, coming the, the twelfth and thirteenth. I don't have a booth. Oh. Um, twelve and thirteenth. Um, but that's at Lamp Park. Twelve. Uh, the twelfth and the thirteenth. So that's this weekend. Um, I believe beginning at ten a.m. Both days. Um, the Marcus Garvey Festival. 
which is in early September at Wolfsey uh, Community Church. Um, that's September 1st through 3rd. Um, and then uh, the convening of the Congress of African Peoples um, was going to be mine, but you guys already took care of that. Um, <laughs> so those are the so those are the two three events I, I just want to highlight. Um, if you want more information, um, SAC Black Biz on Facebook, S-A-C-B-L-A-C-K and B-I-Z, Biz with a Z. Um, follow the page. Join the group, join the groups because we have a community of groups um, and participate with us in pushing black business forward. Okay, right. sounds Let's good. Well, thank you. We r- really appreciate yes, you. If you want to sit in on our on our discussion, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to actually, out, actually yeah. have a meeting coming up, but I would love to. Um, okay. But I would love to come back though. Yeah. Okay, um, right. let's do that. Uh, let's do uh, next time or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very All cool. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you, guys. And Thank welcome you very to Sacramento, much. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. More like that. All right. Yeah. Awesome okay. sauce. Now you know what? Before we do in this project, I I did well, want to we, say we're going to do some observer news. All right. Man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, next up is observer news. <laughs> yeah, he said observer that news. <laughs> Okay. You haven't said that in a while. Observer news. So what's happening in Observer here? Well, uh, once again, we do want to thank you, uh, Mr. Brown, for that great event that you had this oh, wow. weekend. Thank you, thank it was you. really yeah. nice. A lot Marish of people. Did you guys there. enjoy yourself? Marish, yes. yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Well, so we, we, we have some um, some plans that we're going to have more different types of events over at uh, Marichelle Salon Barbershop mm-hmm. and Suites over on Del Paso Boulevard. I'm, You know, I gotta give got to give plug. Got 50 rooms. Plug it, plug it, plug it. 2-6-4-8 Del Paso Boulevard across the street from Calvary Christian. 30,000 square feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no, it, it was great. I, I, I'm so glad that you came out. Tony came out and he was taking pictures and everything. Yeah, I had L- to for that. Lawrence was in the house DJing. Yeah, he he turned down. into the D. Wait, wait. And before we get to Observer News, I, yeah. I want to bring up something else. Yes. Goss came through. Goss actually, he decorated and, and yes. Had, yes. Had, he has paintings yes. and everything all yes. over the place. Now, this is what I want to add. Lawrence, you have a poetry book coming out, and I don't know if you said anything about it. And I think, oh, no. And, and no, you know, yeah, you all know this all time, we, we've been doing this for three years, man, and you have never said a poem on, on the air. I, yeah, that, you know what? That is true. I know. So, I, I, I done missed yeah, a lot of shows. you on the spot right now. <laughs> there's so many shows that I do miss. Uh, I try to catch up with it and I still and, have it. Yeah, and he has an event coming up, so let's talk about it. What's going on, man? Oh, well, um, yes, oh. I have I have, speak. Uh, I have a book. <laughs> speak, boy, speak. <laughs> so, um, I have a book coming out. It's called uh, Poet City. Okay. And Poet it City. is published by Little Impress. Okay. Okay. And it's um, like, what, 200 pages? It's 200 pages, but okay. it's filled with. The, the concept behind the book is that the poem is a small part of the poet's experience. Okay. So if you think of an iceberg, right, on the top, the, the part that is above the water is the poem. And underneath the water is all the experiences, all the things that is in the community, the environment, the people he knows. That's underneath that helps the poem become. Now, now. 
And Are so you? all the pictures, everything. So I've been taking pictures nonstop yeah. for so many years. I've been doing, I've been hosting events. So all those pictures, all those experiences are in, in my sketches and everything is in this book. So not only are you getting um, the poems and things, but you're also getting what's behind the poem. Now, are all the poems yours? Yes. Okay. So uh, give about us an all example, the photos, man. Well, I didn't bring any poetry. All the photos. Or can you give us an example of poetry? You, example of poetry? Yeah, just, Roses just, are red, violets are blue. Man, come, come on, man. Why you holding out? God damn you. No, come on. Give us one, man. Give us one. Because you're not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know no, what's I'm going on, man. You're not going to do it, really? No, because I didn't come prepared with a poem. You know, my memory was bad. three I years? I can't remember a poem, so. Uh, so uh, show 34, we can't get it. <laughs> 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 i tell you what. On show 35, I'll read a poem for you guys. All right, all right, okay? Okay, okay. Is that yeah, a good so comment? That you brought up, because he hasn't said anything like that. We're going to hold you to that, And he's like one of the top poets. He's a top poet in Sacramento, right? Right. Yeah, right. Well, 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 well you, I, I won't well, say, no, say, say that. that. I, I say won't that. say top, but no, I, I say, say that. that. I said one of the top. I would say, I would that. say that I'm known. One of the top. You're one of I'm the known. Top. I'm not really a top poet, oh, but I am known. Okay, okay. You're one I'm of the just known. known. Yeah, I'm just. Top yeah, poets. yeah. So, okay. not top, but I'm one of the known poets. <laughs> about to be published. So yeah, yeah, been published a couple of times. It's not the first time this guy has been published. Well, the show is at Luna's Cafe. Okay, okay. It's on Thursday. It's on this. Thursday? This Thursday coming up. I gotta get come out. Um, it's gonna be at eight o'clock. The place is located at fourteen fourteen. De- yeah. um, not Del Paso. Fourteen fourteen. Oh, you can come over to Del Paso. We gonna Luna's have, Cafe. We gonna have a release I mean, over 16th at the, Street. At fourteen fourteen Sixteenth Street. That's Luna's Cafe. And and come on out. It's eight o'clock. And we are gonna have books there for you guys. And and it's gonna be poetry. You can order a drink. You can just hang out and have fun. Okay. So, and so then, basically, what this man is saying, you gonna have to pay to come see. <laughs> No, it's the place is free to get in is free. The book, the big, the book cost. So okay. ain't no problem with that. So man. we're gonna bring you over to the salon too, right? Because I'm, I'm, I want to make sure that I'm putting you on the spot. Okay, right? okay. Right. Spot. Hey, look, Eagle. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. I still got to get with uh, Mother Rose to set my day up for here. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so you got to make so we your can tour, all be man. Right. Yes, yes. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in a couple places. So all right, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna be in uh, at the SPC in de- December. So I'm still booking uh, where where I'm going with the book. So. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So we just want to talk about that yeah, because man. I think you know that's something that people should know because yeah. you're great at well, what you do. Well, thank you. I, you know, I don't, I don't like to toot my own horn. You know, what? Well, that's why I just tooted it. Okay. So yeah, that was a segment of uh, Sacramento Observer News too. You, but I'm holding you to that, man. You're gonna say a poem on this. But next month I say a poem. Yes, I'll be prepared. So next you, as as will I, and I'll bring a guest because I know I, I am promising on air. Okay. All right, and, and I'll bring a guest as as I keep saying that I'm doing, but I, I I'm quite honestly gonna bring one. Okay, September, so we get past that too. Been, <laughs> okay, but, uh, but thanks to you, brother, you've been bringing in some good people here. Well, you know, thank you. Thank you. Some of the people who's going to be working in your uh, establishment, right, uh, for show thirty three and stuff. So, and then this young man, I wouldn't say a young man. He looks like he's our our age and stuff. You've been bringing in some good guests, so keep that rolling Thank too. You. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Now, uh, for observing oh, news, because wait, 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 wait. We, we you have something that's coming up also, man, that you're working on. Well, yeah, yeah. I finished <laughs> the script. He, okay, so I'm still working on it though, but I'm, I'm he's doing a screenplay. Yeah, I'm doing a screenplay for the Homicidal Handyman of Oak Park. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Now there's 
not going to be fully about the Morris Solomon Jr. case. It's going to be like actual events. So, some like the Detroit movie and stuff like okay, it's okay. based on, but it's gonna have some twists and some turns and some curves, uh, and, you know, some ups, some downs, some on and off suspense, you know, uh, so, just all the blood. So I don't say we, all the bloody going, gore. Are we going, are we going Mike, Michael Myers with this? Are you going Michael Myers? No, no. <laughs> but you know what? I'm glad you brought that up too. I, I would like. I don't want this to be a one-off. I want it to be a series. Okay. Okay. okay but I want it. On, I want to see it on the silver screen. I've been doing a lot of research behind this. I've been putting a lot of work into the yeah. to the characters, a lot of work into the script. Okay. And of course, you know, a, a lot of work into the production because I want to see certain per- people play these roles. Okay. And uh, which I will Angela share Bassett with you guys. Or something, yeah, something like that. Seriously, yeah. you know, some real thespians. Uh, then I have some local thespians here that I've been scouting out. And that's uh, what I've been uh, doing the last three years, and most of them been working through, you know, Celebration Arts Theater. I want to work with these people. This is what it's all about. This is just about, you know, the big Antonio quote unquote Tony Harvey show. This is about Sacramento and the talent that we have here. That's that's where we're going with this. So I really want to get this thing off off the ground. Well. Uh, Right now, since I'm, I'm at that stage, uh, I'm looking again to someone to pick up the option agreement so they can go out and sell it to, you know, either independent film company or a major uh, film company, you know, so we can, you know, raise the funds to do the project. And then uh, after that, you know, the marketing, blah, blah, blah. But I wanted Sacramento to be a real big part of this because that's where it's all cool, begins cool, and stuff. Cool, so cool. Uh, the title of the script, which could change because you know how things are, is as we piece them together. And that is a quote from one of the judges who sentenced, actually the judge who sentenced Morris to a death row, which he is currently uh, sitting on death row at San Quentin prison. So as we piece them together. And okay, you know, when cool, it comes cool, out, you'll cool, see how cool, this cool. thing is pieced together. Cool. So yeah. we're going to be following... You know, you keep us abreast of everything that's going on. Yes, yes. Yeah, as you can see, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Some other things. Then, of course, you know, I'm writing on my other books. We'll talk about that in a future show. <laughs> okay. Uh, coming up, this is August 11th at Sacramento State University. Daniel Hahn will be sworn in as the next police chief of the Sacramento Police Department. All right. The first African-American. First African-American. All right. To achieve that accomplishment. Uh, we're looking forward to that. I do have a story in the Observer. Right now, if you want to come and pick it up, uh, it was a, basically a Q&A, so I let him do all the talking, and he can give you uh, a glimpse of what he would like to do, because we do know that that department is challenged. It really has a lot of issues, mm. and hopefully, you know, it's not going to happen overnight that he can get that thing turned around. He is coming up out of Roseville, where he has been the uh, police chief for the last six years, since uh, March 2011. Wow, but that went he did, fast. Yes, he did. But, you know, he spent 23 years before yeah. that at the Sacramento Police Department. Sacramento, so he's yeah. coming back home. This used to be his... Uh, this, his, his he used to patrol Oak Park. And he's from Oak Park. He yeah, was born and raised yeah, in, yeah. in this area. So. Yeah, very cool. We're looking forward to that. And uh, there was one other thing. Let me get this to... Okay, yes. Well, we did already talk about the annual Banana Fest. So, okay, so that's this week, August 12th and 3rd, William Land Park. And there was just one other thing. Let me get to that. I should have been a little bit more prepared. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Just real quick, real quick, the University of California president, Janet Napatan, you know, I'm, I'm, sure I'm doing it, uh, what's that, Southwest on them and stuff, okay. Oh, 
Naples. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, she's the chancellor of the University of California uh, system and stuff, and she will be at this summit here in Sacramento, which is called the uh, California Black Chamber of Commerce Women's Symposium. Oh, then we have the Ron Brown oh, Business no. and Economic oh, Summit, which will be August seventeenth and nineteenth at the Hilton Park um, Airport in Oakland. So that'll be. Coming in a couple of weeks in Oakland, so they've been blasting this on KDE FM ninety seven point five. So I want to bring that up too. Okay. Boom. There's some other things that I would like to talk about in Sacramento uh, Observer News, but yeah, we it. have to leave it for another yeah, time. That's it. We yeah. run out of time. Thank so you. yes, um, thank you. This has been Black Talk Sacramento number thirty four. Number thirty. Number thirty four. Thirty four. Number thirty five. Right here, close. Underground Books. Can you uh, can we run through the events that we have coming up real quick? One more time. Just one more time. Okay. All right. You take one. I right. take this one since you, uh, and I'll take this one. Okay. Don't forget. Walter Anderson will be here Saturday, August 19th from 5 to 7 p.m. right here at the Underground Bookstore uh, with his art talk, The Long Road to Freedom. And as we told you before, Milton 510 Bowen, he will be facilitating that talk. And you got to come to see this man's art. It's already on display here at the bookstore. So come on down. And right before that, on August 19th, Saturday, um, we have a book by Marcus McGee is called Alberta and it's about a chimpanzee who was born with a brain identical to that of Albert Einstein. I have got to come here to hear that. She is remarkable in that she has finished college. She can read, is capable of full duplex American sign language communication. True story. Oh, wow. And she excels at abstract math. Her patron is a billionaire, Davis Franklin, who would like her to become the first legal non human person in the U.S. with habeas corpus rights and mm. protection. So, Planet of the Apes. It's yep. coming. War <laughs> <laughs> of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> What's the name? Socrates? Is it Socrates? Or, uh, Caesar. 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 I want to go see that. I want to go see that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was so, going to see that too. Uh, Steve Zahn is hilarious. Okay, very good. cool. Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> very I, cool. So check out some movies. Yes, yeah, so very cool. So thank you, you guys, for thank tuning you. in. And um, thank, you, thank you, Facebook. Much and love. We are out. Peace. Peace. Mind check. This is a mind check. This is a mind check. Check out your mind check. Check out your mind check. This is a mind check. This is a mind check. Check out your mind check. Check out your mind check. This is a mind check. This is a mind check. Check out your mind check. Check out your mind. Check it out now. Have you seen your mind lately? Wear tight clothes to slow circulation. Watch color TV for radiation. 
Microwave the chemicalized foods, eat on plastic plates with plastic spoons. Use aerosol sprays filled with perfume to take your breath in every room. Wear hairspray, hair perms, and high heel shoes. Watch soap operas and the six o'clock news. Use styrofoam, latex, 